What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow Podcast. I'm Evan Britton. Got a special episode for you today. Back with my dude, Mike. Mike Stud, just Mike. It's the man. Um, it was our seventh podcast together. I believe our seventh podcast together, which is pretty crazy to think about. And it's really a conversation on art and the creative process, which I loved. It was one of my favorite conversations that we've ever had. I got a lot out of it. I hope you will too. So enjoy that. Before I send you off, this episode is sponsored by NewFit. Our good friends over at NewFit in Austin, Texas, Garrett, the founder, incredible dude. He's truly has a special device on his hands using electrical currents to expedite recovery times, optimize the healing process in the body, build strength, all of the stuff. It's fantastic. Check out the link in the show notes. Use code EBBINFLOW if this is a device that you want to add to your practice, your daily regimen, your home gym. It's definitely an investment in you and your health, your overall well-being. Check that out. Also, this episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Scientific. My brother, Dr. Chris Shade, does not cut corners when it comes to bringing us the best products on the planet. The One is absolutely my favorite. It's a mixture of the highest quality ginseng you can find on planet Earth, astragalus, goji, shisandra, all the good stuff to optimize mitochondria function, cellular function. It's energy boosting. It's great for cognitive function. It's just absolutely awesome stuff. Once again, use code ebb and flow at quicksilverscientific.com. Other than that, lots of love, y'all. Enjoy this episode. We'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. of different venues you know yeah. we're always changing venues <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great yeah i mean are we rolling i want to just rolling my bro yeah 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 i mean we'll start with the creating thing um yeah i like that dude yeah like i'm reading this rick rubin book right now it's called the creative act mm. and it's just i love rick rubin um obviously for music musically it's it connects rick rubin's always been like somebody because it's it's all this spiritual undertone of yeah where creating comes from and it's really this relationship with the universe and Mm -hmm. how you're are you paying attention to life yeah and it really comes down to presence yeah and rick rubin has especially like been somebody that i always kind of like connected and was interested in and 
obviously a fan of is because he hit one of his main things. He's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm. You know, I'm not I'm not Juilliard trained musically. I can't play any of these instruments any anywhere near as good as any of these guys mm. that I work with. Mm-hmm. But why are all the best musicians going to Rick Rubin to produce this project? <laughs> and essentially his book is trying to all the things that he's gathered and all the reasons why he, he believes that, you know, this is his calling and why so many people who are creative and very talented are attracted to his energy. It's really commandeering. Like, you know, he's, he's there, he's, he's allowing them to exercise their creativity in a way that just comforts them. And it almost, he has all these kind of tools as a spiritual person to Mm. open these floodgates to creativity. And, and, uh, for me, I, I mean, I had no idea what I'm doing musically and still don't, you know, like I have, I've spent enough time now to where, you know, I definitely figured out this, like, it is this big dance with the universe. It Mm. is. And I don't know why I knew how to put some music, like for somebody who never gave his energy to music and had no music in the family, never played an instrument, never sang, never, you know, when I got injured and got into music, it was like, there was something in there. It was almost like a gnosis, like something about me kind of like, I felt like I knew, I, I don't know why, you know, but I felt like I knew how to at least you had a feel for it. Yeah, materialize some type, like exercise this creativity. And it wasn't really this huge mountain for me to climb. Um, that was when you got injured and something, a gravitational pull magnetized you into creating music. Yeah, yeah and this is like before I was, I like really like, I know we're all- You're spirit- fucking around in your dorm We're all room. spiritual beings, but like this is before like, I had really kind of arrived to any of these understandings yeah. I have, or even really given any energy or thought to it. Truly, mm-hmm. like, but I, ha- you know, I did have this understanding of like surrendering. Like, well, this baseball shit literally got stopped in its tracks. I'm getting pulled to this music thing. Everyone thinks I'm crazy and a loser. Like, I went to Duke <laughs> in Georgetown, was an all-American baseball player. Now I'm making songs in my closet. <laughs> with zero technical skill and and zero reason or inclination as to why it would work you know what i mean i had no like i remember well it was interesting to you right so interesting it was just something you were like you were excited about yeah and then i've peeled back the layers with my family my my mom basically told me that i when i was and it reminded me when i was like 10 years old i had a tree fort I would go up there and I start and like she found like I would write raps or like poems, Mm. raps. I love when moms remind us of stuff we did when we were children. Right. Because, you know, you know this, like the children, children are incredible teachers um, and they're they're really living in the most purest form of living, in my opinion. Well, not my opinion, but, you know, that's how I feel. And and, um, that was very interesting. But yeah, like more and more going into go as life as you know continues to pass and more things and more understandings kind of surface from the past um i was i was meant to be here meant to do this yeah a thousand percent bro. Look at this. <laughs> we're in the fifth fifth crib yeah we were just talking like we we're changing venues a lot we change Our venues po- bro. we how many pods have we done six three in montana yep Two in Austin? Two in Austin. Was it two in Austin? Yep. 
Yep. One just in Sherman Oaks. One was, in Sherman Oaks. Uh, one back in Malibu. One in the boathouse and one here. So is that's, this eight? This is eight. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, no one else is. I've had my best friend, Marcus Stroman, on three times. Uh-huh. You've done eight pods together, bro? Just fu- fucking fire it out. <laughs> hey, just, you know. Dope just, content, Just man. to download, you know, just chopping it up. But we were, out, we were saying one thing off camera I wanted to touch on, too, about this. Evan was kind of asking about just the creative process and what I'm working on now. And uh, in this Rick Rubin book, which is what I was trying to get to originally, it was it's like... It's a powerful thing that you're saying. Yeah. It's a really important piece for creators, artists, really anybody who is living a life outside of the nine to five, nine to five mainframe. Yeah. And, and even more so, like I, this book, like I love Rick Rubin. Anyone... I wouldn't even necessarily just recommend, I would recommend it to anyone who's trying to create a life that they want. Mm. And I do feel like we're all creators. Mm. I, I do feel like that's what we are. God's source energy. Everything is, everything's a creation and we are meant to create more and we are meant, you know, life every day um, is a blank canvas when you wake up and how are you going to paint it? But bigger, even more so zooming out of that is just like, we have a short blip on this, uh, in this body, you know, and like, it can stress you out to think that way, but I'm more thinking the other way, like, all right, I got only got so much time. Let me do all this stuff. You know, it's not necessarily saying that, but just like, you know, if you are getting an itch to kind of create something or what is the story you want to create with your life? Like this, this is kind of this book essentially. And just kind of the things we talk about, like, it's all this this fucking dance, like being a dance part, partner with the universe. Mm. And the better you are, even if you're not a creative, technically speaking, like your job is not in that realm. Cool. Your passions are not in that realm. Cool. You're still creating. Mm-hmm. What is your experience here? You know? Yeah. And in uh, and, and my world, and, and Rick talks about it really well, it's like talks about the experimenting side of creating and uh, it's the experimenter and then the executor. And... Mm. And I am, it's, this book resonates to me in a crazy way because it's, it's, it's exactly, you know, I love what, I would love to just throw paint against the wall every day, you know? And I think a lot of creatives, artists, um, anyone in this, that has that side of the brain is kind of the, in the forefront, that creative, you know, type person, art, art driven, you know, um, a lot of times they struggle with managing their life. Yeah. Because it's another side of that. It's it's the other side of the coin that you need that yin and yang, that Tao. Yeah. The way some extremes of anything is is a negative, you know, and uh-huh. and uh, so I I kind of I almost look at my work as like an exercise. It's kind of all this mental mental battle, like uh-huh. because I I would love to just fucking smoke weed and look out at the ocean and just all these ideas, <laughs> fucking, uh, you know, but like. Um, yeah, I have a whiteboard and I'm adding to it and I'm looking at it and I'm like, what's on the whiteboard? All the ideas that have been recorded Okay, that I feel as though there's something special about them. I don't, I don't uh-huh. overanalyze why, but I include them on the whiteboard if uh-huh. I feel. And then I look at that and I'm like, it's kind of this dark <laughs> in, a, in a weird way, like an ominous cloud in the room. Like you got to execute some of these, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Don't just keep adding to this list. Like you have to be realistic with time and management. And that's probably one of the, for somebody or people, most people listening really, uh, who aren't in a music career, like 
that's probably where I'm the biggest outlier is, is kind of managing and producing it at all. I'm recording it, writing it, obviously singing it, you know, at the art side. Yes, that's all me. And there are other people that do it that way. Although rare, you know, usually there's key contributors. I have some contributors, but more so the managerial side of like, right. Here's the ideas. You yeah. can't like so many, like I've said it in one pod with you before. It's like, I feel as though I'm a shepherd of the ideas in the sense yeah. of there's something cool about that. Don't let like, if you got cool shit and you bottled it up, like it's your duty to also go back and execute that right. so that it can actually earn money. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, this is a fucking business. You know what I mean? And so it is this mental battle. And I think it just sharpens me, sharpens my sword in life because it, it's not all about the fun side of it. The experimenter is really who I've, I love being the experimenter and, mm -hmm. and the artist, but managing it and being the producer where, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the files from these producers. Like I'm asking them to play the riffs three different ways. I'm picking, I'm putting in a spot. I'm choosing the levels. I need to get it to the mix. Is the mix done? How many notes are you have notes? You know what I mean? I'm managing it all in that sense where that's really where a lot of the energy you could argue I've, I've had these arguments or dialogues, I should say with myself, like, yeah, I could probably be way more productive as an artist if I had people doing this for me. But at the same time, I don't think it comes out the same. I don't yeah. think it's, you know, and yeah. what's more important, like I'm already rushing output in the grand scheme of things. I, I am very active. I'm dropping uh -huh. a lot. So, you know, you do have to, you do have to take your time and ru not rush the art. And to me, me managing it and making sure it's actually dialed in in every which way, my way, that's kind of my way of making sure that it's, it's not quantity over quality. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm putting my best foot forward on it all. You know, when did you start making music? Uh, fuck man. It's been, it's been literally a decade, 10 years. Yeah. Would you say that managerial administrative, side of you has that taken which which version the experimenter or the executioner has taken more time more hours to hone and i imagine it's all still like to some degree i feel as an artist as a creator the experimenter is almost the natural divine feminine spirit that just flows with creation exactly right? right it's just this natural it's like a faucet it's just you turn it on by whatever means and it goes sometimes it's just it turns on yeah i have it moments all the time last night or two nights ago i was lying in bed doing my my prayer visualization before bed and i had to grab my phone and write myself notes because stuff's just dropping in you know yeah so would you would you say you've spent some time honing those skills as the manager, as the producer? Yeah. Or does that come natural for you? Because, dude, 10 years, man, 10 years to go from making fucking songs in a closet on GarageBand to millions of listeners across the world on multiple platforms being able to literally create the life you yeah. want that's that's a fucking yeah. tight window bro yeah i'm i'm uh that's a that's a that's a rocket ship to the moon type trajectory yeah you know 
it, it uh it's so odd it's so odd how time I think becoming like what's interesting is is I've had to actually become a creative if that makes any sense yes yes I had Yes, I had that, like my mom, you know, pointed out like, yeah, you would go up there and write. And I used to like dance, like uh-huh. I would be like, as a little yeah. kid, like I would love hip hop dance. You'd like perform. I had, had this kind of uh-huh. something in me, you know, yeah. but I spent so much time as the baseball student athlete. This was my meal ticket. This is what I'm great at. Mm. Um, there's so much diligence showing up. You could argue that like pitching is creating a little bit. Like I was a pitcher and you kind of like, it's a little bit of a dance. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, nope. I I kind of was more programmed in my environment of what I thought my life was as more the executor. Um, I show up, I work hard. I, uh, I do what Mm. I need to do to get done, to get where I need to be. And that's why I'm here type thing. Uh-huh. And then I I would I really had to learn creativity. Like I when you talk about hours spent and trying to understand, like I would say I've put more effort. Yes, right? You're you the way you put it was perfect. It's like a faucet and it's like this feminine, that's what the creator is. You're right. Uh-huh. But relearning, unlearning some things about how I approached life and how I saw it. And then relearning and actually just going into that divine feminine and learning patience, learning gratitude, learning it's a song and a dance with fucking life in the universe, spending the time journaling. I mean, I, I, I visit my journals. I don't really journal anymore because I feel like that was kind of a step in the process that mm. I've almost sponged. You know, I'll still go and write certain things, but it feels as though I've graduated from that, but I go back and look all the time at the shit I wrote and like the shit I I was literally reprogramming my subconscious. Uh I knew I needed it. Uh So what I'm saying is like the amount of time and effort and hours that I've put into just being so that I could free up this conversation with the universe. And I I really do feel that way. Like ideas, like you said, I get, I grab my phone out of meditation all the time. Yeah. Like to the point where I'll sacrifice the rest of the meditation because it's just too good. Yeah. Like I got to, yeah. whether it's a lyric or something I remember that I know that turns something into something, comes in. some type of conversation I need to have with somebody, mm. especially. Uh-huh. Um, man, that's, that's where I've, a lot of the work, you know, I, I, I kind of feel as though learning how to be um, and learning how to pay attention in life and listen to the universe has been a lot of the time spent mm. and really it's translated into a much more time efficient version of myself, the creator and, and even the executor. I'm, 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 I'm kind of, even the execution, like I'll go in and just, for whatever reason, I get called to a certain session. Uh-huh. I'm not like, Oh, well I'm working on this song today. And I go right. in there and pull it up. Like I click around and I don't think twice about it. I kind of have this, little fucking gut feeling i'll pull this up sometimes i'm wrong there's you know? an intuitive it's very intuitive sense so i say i don't even think i answered your question but saying it, it they it is this even even i keep saying song and dance but it is a dance between those two guys the no, experimenter the executor the you did you know that that executor i think what you're saying is that's always been a natural thing for you to put things into order yeah mm-hmm 
the creative side has been more like getting yourself to the place to be free so the creation can flow through you. Right. This interesting thing came to me, and I, I, I love this conversation. This interesting thing came to me, and it, it's sort of a lot of information that synergized in a moment mm-hmm. about masculine and feminine. And seeing seeing your child be birthed was one of the most mystical yeah. things I've ever witnessed. And one of the things that I realized was that the mother's womb is is the universe. It's the symbol of the void. Yeah. And you watch your child come out of this space and into the world. And it's literally the void it's the void of the universe is in the mother's womb and so when you think about that where the feminine is the void it's the it's the formlessness and the masculine is the form Mm -hmm. and so as a creator as an artist like being able to tap into the void tap into the formlessness of life and then you have to be able to give it form you know, and it's that what you're talking about, dudes, like sitting down the nuts and bolts. What was interesting to me was listening to that song that you played for me three years ago in Montana. What's it called? Best Man. Best Man. Dope ass fucking song. That song changed a lot mm-hmm. from the time you first recorded that or when that when you first played it for me mm-hmm. to what you released. Mm-hmm. And I would say what got released was very much your signature style. Like it was, I could hear the first version was super, I don't know how you would describe that, but it was a much different song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And just like to, to have a perspective on your work that you put in on that song to get it from the creation, the experiment to the executed fully formed piece of music you know really interesting and for me I'm really I've always been the creation part comes easy Mm -hmm. for me I've I've had to work hard and I'm still working hard and I I do well with assistance on (laughs) the managerial administrative part yeah What I'm also recognizing, though, is when you allow too many, you know, as an artist, specifically when it comes to your art Mm. being created, if you allow too many voices and hands to touch it, it loses your essence. Yes. (laughs) It's everything. You're hitting the nail nail on the head. So you're really, I mean, dude, it's such a powerful thing for you, man, because I know you fucking probably 90% of the time. And like you said, I'd be curious to know what you bring other people in for. Mm-hmm. Like what, what things you utilize outside yeah. help on. But for you to just be totally self-contained in the creation process from, from seed to sale, as it were. Yeah. You know, like that's a special thing. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the only way very quickly, I realized that if I depended on other people, just especially in the music space, this goes for anything in life. But depending on pe- on external you know, people outside of yourself, 
no one's going to care as much as you care about your shit. You're just yeah. another fucking assignment, another yeah. task, another job, another paycheck, another fucking yeah. artist that they might, they like working with, but you're just one of them. Like, mm -hmm. so what I've done is I've, I just, I always, always been very good at like, I, I source, you know, I can't even take credit for it. I just come across the right people and I fucking take them with me. You know what I mean? Steve's shedding all over me. Um, <laughs> but like, I've always grabbed, had one or two guys. Cause like that, this is kind of the, when I was talking about Rick Rubin and I connect so much, I mean, he's a world famous and one of the most successful producers and he doesn't play music. Yeah. It's interesting. So that's kind of where I am even like, I'll, they're not necessarily like big, successful, popular people, but I see skill sets that I, it's like the mastermind alliance from Think and Grow Rich. Like uh -huh. Your mastermind alliance is having someone that can help manage your events so that you can come in and be Eben, connected yeah. to source energy and just fucking do you, yeah. right? So like when I go on stage, if I had to fucking worry about the lights, I'd be fucked. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Brad Pitt isn't worrying about the makeup. Someone's doing it. You know what I mean? Like he's not worried about the edit. He's just being Brad Pitt. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm not here to say like, you got to do it this way. And I only do yeah. it. It's, I actually have a, a great mastermind alliance of like four people. Mm. Really, even me, like I can't play instruments, but I have, I have, especially as I've gotten more quiet in my mind, I have melodies in my head that come from nowhere. Mm. So usually it starts with a boom, 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 like even just a little short bass line. Uh-huh. Cause I know either it's either something like a lot of times I have all these voice memos where I hum a bass line or I have a certain flow where I'm not worried about the words. It's just something that's in my head. I'll send to this group of two or three guys mm. who all can start the song. I'm not worried about what it's going to be. I just wanted something tangible that, that then I can record my mm. ideas to some of this music. Mm -hmm. So I've just, it's evolved and it will continue to evolve, but really it's about having hope you know attracting the right partners and people that can add value to the process um but more of the critical decisions like we're going to choose this riff i want to use this riff for the intro these chords work great as the chorus you know mm. so i'm i'm kind of i guess what i've arrived to is i know what i fucking like and that's the only thing that matters to me uh -huh. So if I like it, I know other people are going to like it. I'm not worried about if it's musically, if you think something else, like I, I definitely take some of their advice, mm. but even them, they have this trust for me. And, and I just, I think because I've, it's, it, it's not an ego thing at all. You know what I mean? It just feels right. And it sounds right. Like I don't really search more once I, I'll search until I have it. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I'm not interested. I, like most artists have managers, A&Rs, just a lot of chefs in the kitchen. Like, yeah. Music is like, it's not like, uh, you know, Rick talked about it. I keep talking about Rick, but like, it's, it's not, there's no fucking right or wrong answer to music. It's a feeling. Uh huh. So if something feels good to me and makes me feel a certain way, I'm, I'm just willing, I'm the artist. I'm willing to guess that Yeah. a lot of other fucking people are going to feel the same way, you know, yeah. or feel something, you know? So yeah. I'm not necessarily a lot of times knowing the answers, like, there's music theory and I work with like one guy in particular, he's probably the most talented guitarist I've ever seen. I mean, he can play anything, but it's almost like, it's almost like a, a gift and a curse. Mm -hmm. You can play everything. If you don't know what's fucking dope, like you can create a bunch of shit and a lot of it's misses. 
-hmm. for me, like I don't really miss much in my opinion really anymore because if I'm creating it and pushing it towards finalization, I, I know the whole way it made me feel something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not worried about the theory of it, you know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes sense. What would, we got a lot of questions here because I feel like music in particular is an industry where, I mean, the lifespan of an artist might be one album, Shit. one one single. Maybe the only thing worse than the NFL lifespan. Right? <laughs> yeah. And because of that, a, a super talented singer or musician or whatever it might be, vocalist, gets plugged into a system, has an incredible album, and then sort of disappears because their sound is old or they can't really, they don't really have anything else to rely on. Yeah. They're they're not a writer. They're not a fucking yeah. musician. They're not a producer. And the way you're doing it, I feel like, A, it allows you to have longevity that's somewhat fucking unheard of mm. in the music industry. And then also, there's another thing I wanted to ask on that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that I, in and of itself is interesting to me. Yeah, I can. Oh, my other question would be, what would a miss be for you? Because with those people, a miss would be everyone thought this song was going to be a mega hit yeah. and it flopped like nobody listens to it. That's a good question. I mean, that I, I, I live in a totally different world. And I, I think that's why, like when you speak to the longevity and why it's going up yeah. over a long period of time versus down uh -huh. is like, I don't even play by those rules. Like right. there's a whole different, I'm in a different arena. Like yeah. I don't even judge <laughs> the making a great song that I think is dope is, is the, is that's, that's if the song, if I think the song sucks and I can't stand next to it six months later, I'm embarrassed to hear it or something. That's a miss, I guess. Do you have songs like that? Only, no, only like stuff from like the 20. From early on. Yeah. Like Mike stud era 2014 to tw there was some, there's some that I, I hear potential in a lot of it. Uh huh. But I'm just like a totally different artist now, yeah, which is yeah. why the rebrand needed to happen. Like, I'm just mm -hmm. so proud of like some of the critical decisions I made mm. that like were shunned or like anyone I asked would be like, you're crazy, bro. Like the rebrand is like a huge red flag, you know? <laughs> I was just like, you don't get it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I knew what I had in store. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Yeah. They had me pegged as that guy and it just wasn't that guy, you know? Mm. But mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't, like I literally don't even have, because the freedom that I have, I guess, creatively, but more so in the business structure of it, really what happens in, in, you know, traditional music industry is like you sign a record deal. They give you this horseshit fucking bad value loan, worse than a bank. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a worse loan than a fucking any, any traditional loan from a bank. Like uh -huh. this, this shit is a corporate first model. Right, right. All it is is like yo, these publics, these companies have gone public. They're publicly traded like right. record Mega labels. Corporations. They're just looking. They want market share. Uh -huh. They don't care about like your individual success, or <laughs> they don't want you to have monetary success. Like they want to fucking take. They want to say, hey, we have sixty percent of a fucking eight billion dollar market share. Here's our. Here's why we should be publicly yeah. traded at this, and yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's. It's a you business. You get more from us than we're getting from you. Yeah, and like the commodity exchange is like, hey, 
we're going to give you money up front. Number one, the money's horseshit. Like I could tell you even a million dollars up front. One, it's going, it costs a bunch of money, especially when you're not doing it all yourself. When you have all these splits and all these producers, and then you have the, the traditional record label is like 18 to 20%. You're, you're getting, you're getting 18 to 20%. Of you the, the artist. You the artist. And that's so, a good, that's probably yeah, a good And then deal. like, Oh, and guess what? We're recouping this million dollar advance we gave you. So, and, and like a lot of that money, you know, even if some of it went into your pocket, a lot of it's going into the studio time, paying the producers, the music videos. You have to do all that. You have to pay for all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even though you think we're paying for it, most artists learn, <laughs> learn in, in post that none of this was actually your money that they gave you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the diff, like. It's really the financial literacy is like really an issue. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for yeah. the artists. And like, that's why so many artists are so, most of them, it's hard to be creative after a year. You've been popping off and you think you're rich. And by the end of the year, when you have taxes and you got your splits to the record labels, you haven't earned any fucking money. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be creative when you've fucking been hustling and bustling and, and the shit you feel like everyone's eating off what you're creating. That's how a lot of artists feel. It's how a lot of artists kind of get discouraged. Oh, yeah. So for me, in the sense of like these guys, they're given money. They'll put a bunch of money behind your record. Like just I'll save you. I could talk about this for hours. But like just to understand, like if a song is a hit, at least half a million dollars has been spent behind it. And that's all recouped. Wow. So, you know, like even, oh, man, this song's everywhere. It's all over TikTok. They're fucking paying influencers, major influencers, real bread all over fucking social media to be using it in posts. Mm. And then they're paying. They have these all these payola deals with radio like mm. like to have a hit song on the radio. You spent a million dollars wow. behind it. So for me, I'm not even spending money. Right. <laughs> I'm making it in my room. I'm putting it out. I've built up this listenership over time. I, I understand the algorithms of Spotify and Apple. And like most of my songs that really become breadwinners, they take six, eight, nine, 10, 12 months. Mm. Right now, there's a song called These Days. It's eight years old. It's still streaming the highest it's ever streamed. Amazing. It's gotten into an algorithm where enough people have thumbed, you know, thumbed it up, loved it, added it to their playlist that's getting fed. And it's no promotion, not one dollar. Wow. So... For me, a miss and a loss, they look totally different than the artist who's like, look, the record label has spent $700,000 on your first two singles. We haven't come close to earning it back yet. You're no longer a priority. Uh-huh. Hey. That's a fucking hey, rough. your album, I know you love it. We don't love it. We don't hear a single. Go back and do it again. You know what I mean? Fuck, man. It's just talk about a, a brutal sport. Bro. It's a dangerous game and people don't, I actually, I, I can say that a lot of it was learned through, through experience and strategy. I, I started to formulate a strategy some years back now, but there was also a bit of grace from the universe, a bit of luck because at one point I was wanting to be validated so bad. By I that. got the record deal. I'm a millionaire. You and that's, wanted that deal. that's what they feed off the uh-huh. starving artists. Right, right. It's a pe- it's literally something that did you the, ever do that? Uh, well, I was I never did. You but never I did. I, what I what I'm trying to say is I've had some luck in the early stages, enough of a fucking intuitive inkling where it just didn't feel right. But I got close. 
Just signing that deal. And knowing the deals now and like how much money I've earned and like what it, like there was one, even a managerial deal. Like I did a small production deal. I hope, thankfully was short term and mm. non-committal long term. But just looking at the numbers of that and like, remember thinking like I, I was in, in, I was in two different record label meetings in 2015 that I literally had a pen in my hand oh. and I didn't do it. Wow. Because Why? And I, I remember, I remember the, I remember the fucking look on the dude's face. Like, I just know, like I, we were having a, we were having a conversation. It was a major guy. He was, he, and it was made me feel cool and validated. Agent, producer. Major record label administra administrative okay. guy. Like, exec. A lot of those execs think they're, like, they act like they're rock stars. Oh, they're sure. They're the stars. Like, <laughs> yeah. the artists are trying to get in touch with them. They're like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. That's such it, an interesting hierarchy. It, yeah. Even one manager I had, that's how it was. Like, I couldn't get him on the phone. Like, you're supposed to be managing me. And, like, I was doing it because I want, there, I did get some, I did get some, I wonder how much of it was true or really meant anything, but I did get some validation from like the culture being in LA, this guy co-signing me is like, that guy's fucking with Mike's dad. Like mm. what? And I felt like that served me, which it probably did in some ways. Yes. Sure. But I remember like the guy hadn't even listened to the, the guy hadn't listened to like the most recent things I had been doing. Oh. And I asked him like, what, like we're talking about direction and he didn't have it. I like it kind of, it was like when you get called on and you didn't do the homework uh -huh. in class. It's just like, oh. and I was just like, really? <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, that was, that was probably the one, like looking back one moment where I really made a great gut decision, but I know my head was in, my heart was in the wrong place. I was the, the shiny flashy objects, Yeah. the name up on the fucking, you know, I had a lot of a lot of those little visions of like, this is happening. This is a moment, and this is like kind of the final fuck you to everyone thought I was a joke. Like, mm. I got the fucking record deal. I'm on the radio now. Like, when when I, I really started to understand it and get around it, luckily I was I was buddies with some guys who were a list, and I got to see it, and I was like, I don't want this shit at all. Uh -huh. I don't want people telling me where to be, when to be, what to do, yeah. what to make, what to share. Yeah, in a way, you know. And I, and then I actually really, once I got enough fame, or enough experiences with that fame dynamic, I realized I didn't want that either. Uh huh. I fucking hate not being able to, you know, like just be free. Being. Just yeah. being a, like, that's why celebrities suck most of the time. Cause uh -huh. they don't get enough time to just be like, yeah. you always got to have this fucking outward facing ego. Like, look at my avatar. Look how this is why I'm a celebrity. I'm so handsome. I'm so, I want to <laughs> fucking be walking down the beach, not worrying about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just started to make sense to me as a man, as I matured. And then, and then the label, like I very clearly just like, I'm not, I'm not interested in this Avenue, you know, uh -huh. now I get, I get some great offers you know, most recently, like a Nashville, like a major in Nashville, major record label. I don't make country music, but I, I'm in that space. You know, uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I run parallel to it. Yeah. And uh, they're like, hey, we'll do whatever the hell you want. You know, we'll be a machine behind you. Um, that that it, it, it tickles, a, it tickles <laughs> a deep fancy in there. Like, but it's not really like I just know I just kind of have a knowing where like 
how you are and what you want. Yeah, that's exactly. Just not in alignment with that. Once I start having to worry about what they think and what what do you got uh-huh. and like, you know, it just it muddies up what I'm doing. I feel so clear here, and I just want to stay clear and keep creating from a clear space. Yeah, you know, and the the, the business decisions have pr- are probably some of my more prouder like things I look back. I'm just like very proud of myself, I guess the self-esteem that I've gotten from my own decisions, not taking the shortcut uh-huh. or the big fuck you moment to everybody that even what's well, the ego trip. Yeah. That's where's that coming from? It's, it's this negative space of lacking of fear. Uh-huh. What are you, am I enough to you guys? Oh, it's such a good you know? point, dude. It's the spirituality, man. That's why I love fucking talking to you. Like I don't really have much interest in talking about anything not that I, not that this is all I talk about, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I understand that if I'm in spirit, if I'm in alignment with my highest self and spirit, all the stuff that I care about, the ego cares about the money, the house, all the shit that I was worried and so afraid of not achieving takes care of itself when you're connected to source. Yeah. It's actually where I become most tangibly successful. That's how my, that's why I'm in this house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was able to fucking I guess, yeah, I'm led from spirit. Like that's where the decisions come from. The business, like on this plane, the human everyday decisions, like how are you going to get your rent paid, man? Like, yeah, it's dope to meditate all day, but like, how are you going to fucking pay your mom? How are you going to retire your parents? Like Uh I've actually found most joy, most passion for life in taking that source energy and fucking being able to use it here as a tool down Mm -hmm. here on this human plane, like Mm -hmm. down here on this fucking X's and O's pay the fucking bills, pay the employees, successful scaling businesses. You know what I mean? And if I'm not in alignment with spirit, I get gobbled up. I've had many times where I've gotten gobbled up by trying to scale Stevenson ranch. Why is this so hard? We're making so much money. Where are the profits? Why is it? getting all you know what I mean like there's there's a lot there's a lot going on and if I lose my connection to source and spirit then the whole fucking thing kind of feels like a big chaotic mess you know yeah so the thing that came to me the other night was Mm -hmm. I have a pretty you know I meditate and I fucking pray all the time Mm -hmm. constantly talking Talking to spirit, talking to my higher power, God. Show me the way over and over again. Jesus prayer, serenity prayer, my own prayer, all just praying constantly, driving around LA, praying. And the other night, it was this voice came in because I've been going through this thing, this interesting, yet another interesting experience where. I'm hoping or I'm coming to the realization that a thing that I had involved myself in was just not working. Mm-hmm. And I knew it wasn't working. Yeah. This part of me just wanted it to be, mm-hmm. wanted it to work legitimately, wanted it to work. And I'm praying on it and how do I approach this situation and this voice came in and it was just so clear. The truth is the way. The truth is the way. 
that's it. It was as simple as that. It was so crystal clear. And what that meant for me was that feeling that I kept having, that's the truth of the situation. When I come out of these these meetings or these phone calls and I'm I'm thinking to myself, yeah, it's just not it's not in alignment. You know, it's not working. Mm-hmm. I feel overwhelmed, I feel a little yep. fucked up, I feel a little confused. And I'm coming out of that, but my head is going, Yeah, but maybe if we iron it out and we yeah. get more clear and this is the thing, man, yeah. we gotta do this. Yeah. And then it just came to this thing, surrendering to this feeling that keeps coming up. And I go, all right. Mm-hmm. And the truth is in the way is the truth. Yep. You know, the truth is the way. That's it. It's as simple as that. And, you know, we spent, and just to your point and your whole thing, man, it's how do we make our life this practice of tuning into that over and over again? and listening and seeing the signs and reading the guideposts so that we can expedite that journey because we spend a lot of time trying to make a thing right. And this thing came up in me. It looks like a duck. It walks like a duck. It quacks like a duck. It's a fucking duck. Mm -hmm. Why are we spending so much time walking around it, waiting to be able to call it a pigeon? Because we made a bet on this thing and we said, in the bet, we said, this is a pigeon. Yeah. And then it's a duck. This is an interesting conversation because it's very challenging when you're in this space. Like this whole understanding of like law of attraction and these things flow to us. Why Uh did they flow to us? Yeah. And then that's that spiritual, you know, fucking creator that you are and that believer and subscriber like this is I I resonate with that 100% you subscribe to this idea that there is no such thing as coincidence the things that come into your life what are they for what's the reason Mm -hmm. a big breakthrough for me was realizing that they do everything is does come into your life for a reason but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the reason that your ego assigned to it yes it's actually maybe flowing into your life to actually like there's there's like actual gain there's gains to be made by un, to being able to discern what's good for you and what yeah. isn't yeah that's actually sharpening your sword as a fucking human being yeah deciding what's for you and what isn't yeah um you think about relationships could be business yes. relationships regular uh, woman husband and wife it could be friendships yeah you know you you don't want to they're being a good person. You don't want to give up on things, on people. Yeah. Hey, I've I've given some time and energy into this. So have they. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. You know. Yeah. They see something special in me. They're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right for their event. You know, like. Uh huh. And really, what it is, it's it's like there is no right or wrong answer. It's all through this kind of knowing and experience and intuition. that you can only get through fucking sitting there and then sitting with yourself you know like how many people are driving around la in between meetings fucking asking for peace and serenity and clarity i I don't know Mm -hmm. i bet if i I bet if people were 
more and more people were, they'd have more and more fucking clarity and more and more into intuitive feelings and more and more. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of this whole practice, right? Like yeah. this, this trimming of the fat and yeah. clearing of the frequencies so that you can arrive to these answers and actually have the peace that you have with that answer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, how much time is wasted lingering on ideas, trying to make something fit a square, fit into a circle hole? You exactly. Know? Like, exactly. For me, I recognize that my life spent as an athlete programming myself to go through the discomfort and the fuck this feelings and the why the fuck am I here and just showing up and doing it anyway because I have no choice. Yeah. It's taken some time to untangle myself from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, but we're not we're not here to play a NFL football game. You know? Mm-hmm. We're just we started on a relationship or had a conversation about some sort of partnership that isn't necessarily working out or we came to some event and it feels wrong. Hey man, we can make a move, <laughs> you know? It's, we don't have to be stuck in that. It's this freedom, right? Uh-huh. That's what this is all about. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking, it's it's kind of invigorating though. If you, if, if it's oh, like- Oh, it's, dude, this is the adventure of a lifetime. Exactly, it's just, it's just like if you stop you stop giving it so much power over yourself the real realization is you have all the power thousand percent and it's really interesting in that right because who are we giving the power to really the power is a matter of you come into these situations or relationships and your mind does this incredible thing where it just starts building a structure around that thing yeah your mind just starts going, this is what we're doing, this is the path, it means this has to happen, and that's gonna happen, and this is what our life's about, and we've gotta do this, and we've gotta get them the posts and the the emails, and I've gotta respond to X, Y, and Z in this amount of time, and this has to happen now. And all of that is really just a manifestation of your mind that has nothing to do with what's real or what you owe or how it's gotta be. This is something that just spontaneously arose, maybe willfully, maybe not. Maybe it was dropped in your lap. Maybe it was something you, you engaged in, you know, you called in. Yep. And like you said, all this stuff comes in and it's not necessarily the thing that your life is supposed to be about. Right. Sometimes it's just, a lesson to learn something it's an opportunity to simply be a lesson for that day yeah or that month or that that amount of time spent thousand percent it's a really it's it's you're hitting now on the head because it's it's uh think about it right like when we talk about the experimenter and the guy and the executor and and it's 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 what i was talking about life right like this it is extremely challenging in this modern culture to advance yourself, to be a capitalist, to want to earn and create this beautiful life. And not to say it could be a dollar amount. It could not be, you know, like uh-huh. it doesn't have to be a big, a nice house on the water. It could be or could not be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? What I'm saying is like you're trying to create this life and it takes 
it takes tangible fucking efforts and wins, meaning you got to fucking get that business deal done. Might not be that one, but you have to create income to live in this world and be the man that you want to be, right? Like it is this yin and yang, the way right down the middle balance that really what it takes to be us like to be a spiritual person in the modern culture this is the battle what we're talking about yeah this is the exact battle it's like all right well you know i'm i have this spiritual outlook uh, so i use spiritual vaguely here you uh, know what i mean like this yeah this yeah you know it's the thing beyond the mind it's not rational it's you know what this, i'm saying yeah yeah thousand percent. and and you're making your perspectives there and this is how you're seeing things and you're trying to make the best decisions aligned with spirit uh-huh. And navigating that when you're talking, to, you're potentially in business with people who don't see it that way. Doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But you have to make these X's and O's and these plays get you into the end zone. You have to get in the end zone on some of this stuff in order to, right. in order to fucking live the life you want to live. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Where you're in a space where you can fucking be your best self, and that you know. Not to say you need the fucking financial crazy success, but you know what I'm saying? Like yes. the comfortability to fucking get things done, to keep the lights on, you know? Uh-huh. It is really challenging to navigate it from a place of, you know, what we're talking about, where you you, you don't get in the monkey mind of it, you know, uh-huh. like, and you stay in this calm, cool, collected, I'm allowing things to transpire as they as they may. I'm not holding the wheel too tight. I'm 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 in the sailboat and this fucking wind is gonna take me where it's gonna take me. Uh-huh. I'm gonna be the best version of myself. I'm gonna put my best foot forward in these scenarios, but I'm still in this place of alignment with with spirit and how I want to approach life and the relationships and the people that are flowing in, in and out of my life. You know, yeah. it really is. It, it's it's that is the dance. It's a huge dance. It's just fucking. It's extremely challenging. And I think this is the challenge for the generation coming. Oh, yeah. Because, because life is getting fucking weirder and weirder. It's an amazing <laughs> time to be alive. It's out of our control for the most part. We might be the last human beings like this generation, you and I, even maybe a little bit younger than us, that live a fully human life and haven't merged with technology or AI in some way. <laughs> and it sounds stupid to say, but it's really the truth. Uh-huh. The fucking flying cars and the fucking your make believe girlfriend who's a fucking AI created fuck you know what I mean like there's this whole thing and and business and commerce all going digital like not showing up to the office anymore the factory like all this all this shit is changing mm-hmm. and I think this will be the battle more people are going to I'm reading this book frequency and she talks about the industry there was an intuitive age where religion a lot of these that whole era of religion and you could probably speak a lot to this but it then it transitioned to the industrial age now we're in the information age where there's so much information at everyone's mm. fingertips all the time yeah. to a fault yeah and we're going to shift back to the intuition another round of the intu- intuitive age the intuition age because in order for us to have any type of success and when I say success, I mean happiness, peace, a, a great human experience yeah. in this modern challenge of life and how it's evolving so fast. I think it's a scary, you know, 
I use that word lightly, but just like, I think there's incredible evolution right on our, on our doorstep. Yeah. It is scary. Yeah, it is. And I'm open and I'm excited to see it all unravel, but like, I'm so thankful I'm in a space where I'm, I'm connected to my intuition and I'm not going to get gobbled up by the amount of endless information and distractions that the world is giving everybody right now, you know? It was inter it's interesting you say that because this morning I was on the Stairmaster and mm -hmm. uh, they had ESPN on the TV and it's I'm listening to music and just like watching the ESPN and there's multiple bars at the bottom with the tickers just flying every pro sport what's happening the headlines all of it's just flying by then there's the other ticker that's got like scores going then there's the side ticker which has all the stuff they're going to talk about then there's the guy talking about you know Giannis hurting his knee and I was thinking to myself, oh my God, we're just bombarded with information and what a fuck. Like just that in and of itself, sports, it's only a, this small fragment of our culture and yet it's got an entire channel, multiple channels dedicated to just this constant stream of information. And to me, what, what makes it not so scary because this has just been my experience is mm -hmm. the more you go inward and the more you seek out quiet and peace and stillness, mm -hmm. the more your instinct is to disconnect from it and tap into nature, yep. you know, tap, get your fucking homestead in the country go to the ocean, spend more time in the mountains, put the phones down. Talk to your fucking friends. Yeah, like just Talk connect to the with fucking people. people that light you the fuck up. Yeah, dude. Otherwise, don't do it. Yeah. Like even having a podcast. Uh -huh. I don't really fucking, I could have, I could be flying with the network I have. Like say, say even I wanted to be a musician and be the, be the mic I am, which is, you know, musician, podcast, entrepreneur, we have businesses, great right say i wanted to do this to the 10th degree like you could argue that some of the spiritual awareness that i'm gaining is potentially hindering my career growth yeah. and i'll explain like <laughs> i could fucking like we've had a few that just happened like baker mayfield came i don't know if you saw yeah, this yeah. where like he was in the middle of some huge turmoil and like he was just With my neighbor. Browns. He was my neighbor. Yeah. He was two two doors down and I was moving out. So I said, come on the pod. He came on. We're all over Sports Center, like the ticker thing. Like uh -huh. we were on that. Yeah, yeah. Think I remember it. seeing it. And at that kind of <laughs> I kind of got a lot of I got some offers from or some interest from like bigger players in the space. Like, your network's really interesting to us. Like, how interested are you are growing this? Like, we dove into some of your conversations. I think there's a whole lane here. And it's like I, if I really, I really like paid attention to myself and I didn't even have to at the, I had already done it enough just through the meditations and how I'm leading my life. I already had a knee jerk gut reaction. No, mm. because I don't want to fucking fly around three times a week and go fucking interview people that I'm not necessarily called to talking to. Yeah. 
and be that media guy who like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that probably would be a great business opportunity for me, but it doesn't light me up in a way where if I'm prioritizing what matters to me in my life, it's just not that that would be for the ego. Yeah. And, and a lot less for what matters most to me. You know what I'm thousand saying? percent, man. And I totally resonate with that. Yeah. Getting the ebb and flow started up again. Mm -hmm. I'm whiteboarding it, mm -hmm. writing it all out. What's it going to be like? List of guests. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at the list of guests and I'm talking to Noah about it. And for me, the podcast has to be just a labor of love of having conversations with people that I'm just stoked to talk to. Yeah. And I'm looking at my list of guests and seven out of 10 of them are just the name, the good podcast names, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. maybe I have a relationship with them, but more so it's like, that would be a good name to have on the podcast. Yeah. And then. As we're talking about it, I'm like, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah. Who do I want to talk to? Yeah. Who stoked, who gets me fired up to have a conversation with? You. Yep. And, you know, a handful of others. I mean, we've done eight pods together already. Mm -hmm. This is our eighth pod. You know, this is the first time it'll be an ebb and flow, which is dope. Mm -hmm. But it's like, who do I really want to talk to? Who do I connect with? What am I interested in? I'm not interested in doing that. Dude, I'd be a fucking killer on ESPN. You would. Doing that shit. Mm -hmm. Fucking calling games. I could do that. Mm -hmm. I have no interest in doing that. Yeah. I have no interest in being a corporate guy. I have no interest in being plugged in, a cog in that machine, and doing shit for just the sake of getting a paycheck. It's jump. It's like... It's not from interesting. where you are, it, it's it's a conscious decision to jump back into the matrix that you've worked hard uh -huh. to to get out of. Yeah, and and my my honest opinion of success, business, and life, though, and how I've gotten here, and what I kind of was saying about how spirit will guide you to the type of tangible success that you need, and that is for you, that serves you. You having conversations with someone you're 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 interested in talking to one two you're obviously you're connected and this this isn't work for you when you just get in front of a mic and you pour out the truth right yeah. and what's already happening since i first met you when i told you you need to get on short form content you'd be great for it you know yeah. it's like dude you can fucking plug up your shit look the camera right down the fucking barrel and talk every day and i guarantee you the clips made from those the fucking reach the people then you'll have you continue on this path uh, you should have the ebb and flow rocking and rolling and you have to do what you need to do the executor side of you to to, to get that done but it's not yeah. hard what i'm saying is i almost think it's more valuable for your general purpose and for the tangible success that you want to attract and you want to have is to just is to just fucking talk yeah and it's literally. like it's literally not it's like it's sound most of the time the answer sounds so obvious that it's like laughable. Yeah. It's, it's like, dude, set this shit up, put the camera on you and fucking yeah. pour your heart out when you feel like it. And you don't need to even be talking to anyone. Right. 
Well, that's the the other thing. I'm like, you know what? The bread and butter of the ebb and flow is going to be me just talking. So that's all it is. Every look at your <laughs> everything clip that goes viral or whatever, all the shit that you have going. It's just you fucking talking. <laughs> yeah. It's not about me or anyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you want to get in a space to have those conversations, yeah. but you're naturally in those. Yeah. You yeah. just fall into that bag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So what I'm saying is like that version will serve you better long term yeah. versus in two years from now, you're on your 15th game of doing it. And you're like, oh, fuck, I got to go to fucking Columbus, Ohio and call the Ohio State thing. And I don't even yeah. fucking want to do this. I think football's stupid now, yeah. which you kind of do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is the truth for you? And then finding a fucking path in that. That's where it's like your job isn't your job and it's actually kind of easy and the money yeah. is just fucking mailbox money. It's like, I actually have my choice here what events I'm gonna host. This doesn't feel right, I'm not fucking doing it because I don't need it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and you know, you're new to this space, but it's already, like if you zoom out and look at the progress yeah. of like this new being that, you know, it's this new avatar, like yeah. of who's Eben now? Like what does Eben do now? Yeah. And it's definitely very much aligned with who you are. It's just walking that path even further and further and further. Yeah. Never always staying because that's your gift. You're yeah. connected to the source. Yeah. Always stay in alignment with that. Yeah. The work needs to follow that. And that's that's why I talk because most of the people that follow me, I had to break them down into this. Like a lot of this was like, woo woo, what the mm. fuck are you talking about, uh -huh. man? Like, shut up and make us some fucking party songs. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? But like yeah. I know, I know that you can create from this space in a more in a, in a more, I guess general long-term the type of success you actually want as a fucking adult as a man yeah. it comes from this space you know mm -hmm. everyone's version looks different but i do feel as though it is a huge hack to be able to operate and make your business decisions outside the matrix uh -huh. you know what i mean yeah. and it's that's all through alignment and 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 doing the work on getting to know yourself as best you possibly can yeah. Getting to know the universe, getting to know what fucking lights you up and following that shit, you know, oh, that's, yeah. that's where I think all the long term wins come from. It's been my experience, dude. It's been my it's been what resonates with me And anytime, anytime I find myself in some sort of organization or thing where I have to maneuver and navigate based on outside influence man i start to feel fucking suffocated and you're not and even crazy and then you're not even the ebbing that's up yeah. there that's yeah. like you know exactly and that the whole reason they want you in there is to be that guy yeah <laughs> and then you're not that guy in that system I'm not, off you're still better than uh, they, they yeah. won't even know probably yeah but you know yeah exactly. you know that's how I, dude, I'm like totally aligned with that. Yeah, I, I that's how I feel. And if you plug me into any fucking record, how we were yeah. talking about music, like yeah. I lose who I am when I got too many people around trying to tell me what to do or where Abs to be. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, dude. It's been a great, how long? We've, we've been going for over an hour. Where are we? An hour? I think it's been great, man. It always is. Perfect, brother. Never never a thought about what, what the conversation will be. Yeah, it just came. It just comes. That's how it always is. Yeah. It's the best way. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Love seeing Anyth you. Love seeing you. Mm -hmm. Love hanging.
Anything you want to show throw out there before we shut it down? Not at all. So, not at all. This is uh any anytime you you need to or you want to have have a convo, holler at me. And uh, yeah, I mean, doing what you're doing, like the type of culture that you're gonna attract. Yeah. I just I'm like. I'm in an interesting spot because we have a pretty big fucking culture now, like mm. numbers wise and brands and how you start thinking about it, like what the reach is. Really been a hustle, just been a fucking brick by brick hustle to get to a place where we have this fucking big culture. And like, yeah. how do we, how are we going to use this culture now? You know? Yeah. But what's so powerful is the culture is so grassroots. And so, yeah. And, and the conversations and the types of content that I've changed over the last three, four years, what it's become is this group of people that are trying to lead with love mm. and trying to support and trying to fucking make the most of this, you know, and yeah. they're listening because they want they want to support and they want to make the most of it and they, they get some value. My point is with you, like, you're going to attract an amazing crowd. Yeah. You just have to keep doing it. That's it. It's nothing else. Yeah. And just keep fucking doing it and ask nothing of them besides maybe trying to open their heart to, yeah. to what you're saying. Yeah. And the amount of connections and impact that you're going to have, you're going to look up three years from now and be like, I have a crazy network to call on at any time. Yeah. And I have a crazy, uh, I have a very a sizable, who knows how big it can be. The sky's the limit, but you don't even need a lot of people. Yeah. You just need a bunch. You need, you need a good amount. You, like diehards. it's smaller than you think, but uh -huh. just people that you've really changed their fucking life and how they see, bro. Yeah. It's what it's about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. really what it's about. So, you know, the type of people you're going to be attracting with what you're putting out is going to be special, you know? So just keep doing it. And it's a fucking no brainer. Appreciate it, brother. Always appreciate you. You're the man. Cheers, buddy. Great to see you. Great to see you. Love you, buddy. Love you.